Simple Cyber Defense Weekly Updates for August 6, 2021. Welcome back to the Simple Cyber Defense Podcast. This week we have some interesting topics with the mobiles. We're going to be talking about the Pegasus malware that's going around and some facial recognition bypasses and also a deeper dive into two-factor authentication. My name is Carl. I'm joined with... Hi, my name is Ahmad. And here we go to begin. So, so you want to start with the, uh, uh, the facial one or you want to get into the Pegasus? Let's get into Pegasus and then we'll jump Pegasus, in. okay, yeah, because it's a very interesting piece of malware that's been going around. So, interesting enough, uh, the Pegasus malware was first discovered in 2016. Now, it started with uh, spear phishing uh, text messages. What spear phishing text messages mean is it's a text message that's crafted personally for you. So, say you're a businessman who's traveling different places, what that text message will be is most likely look like a potential client trying to reach out to you for the question or something, then have a link on there. You click on the link, it downloads the malware onto your, on your phone. Well, Apple discovered this flaw back around, at, just shortly after it was discovered, and patched that ability. But the uh, hackers, or the NSO group who was responsible for that exploit actually smartened up and created another or an, exploited another vulnerability which was called a zero click attack basically all they had to do was just send you the message and it automatically downloaded the malware so you didn't even have to open it look at it click on anything as soon as that text message hit your phone boom you were infected and a lot of these phones had the attention on the iPhones, but Android was also affected too. So it didn't matter if you had an iPhone or Android. If you got that text message with that particularly crafted uh, zero day or zero click, you were infected no matter what, even if you just received it. A lot of attention was around the iMessage and WhatsApp apps. Those were two messaging apps that were responsible mainly for these zero-click attacks because they're very popular and it was just so easy just to send a message to either one of these platforms and boom, you got infected. The WhatsApp was mostly targeted for the Android side and the iMessage was mainly just for the iPhones. And another interesting way that they could have gotten the um, malware onto your computer is if they manually created a a kind of like a hotspot kind of thing. So as soon as your 
uh, device wirelessly connected to it. It's like, oh, I got free Wi-Fi in this area. So you connect to that that uh, Wi-Fi antenna, they would download the malware onto your phone. It mostly took advantage of the Apple's i or i. It's like the. Uh, sorry, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> the last week's bug with the uh, Wi-Fi issues. And once they had that malware on there, they had full, complete control over your phone. And what they can do then is copy any data that's on your phone, your contact links, emails, your text messages, who you phoned, everything that was on your phone. They could copy it and use it for whatever purposes. Now, this NSO group is, I believe, an Israeli company. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And they claimed that they only sold to government eight entities, but somehow most of the people who were targeted were either humanitarian groups or journalists. And let's face it, the gov governments aren't really the best people to keep things secret. <laughs> let's just look at what happened with the CIA and the Eternal Blue uh, malware that or backdoor that they had eventually attackers got a hold of the eternal blue and turned it into what was known as the WannaCry ransomware and now we are still dealing with ransomware now and if it wasn't for that eternal blue the attackers wouldn't really had that way to get in there to begin with so who knows if these malware or these backdoors or the exploits that this NSA group is selling to governments if they ever were given to attackers or if hackers even were able to say get into a government website or database or wherever they're storing these and steal them for themselves and then use it against anybody because these exploits happens on any phone out there and many androids are never going to see the latest updates so even if they were able to patch these up on android many of them won't even get the latest updates because they're so far beyond their end of life but people still use them because they can't afford anything else and the same with the iphones is a lot of people aren't going to get the latest updates either some people are even still on iOS 12 when iOS 14 is the newest one right now and with the example of the spear phishing text message moving to the zero click that shows you that this NSA group has a stockpile of different exploits to use for these messages so when Apple patched one up they just used another one so how, how many more they have we don't know they could have 10 more 20 more 100 more that's just sitting and waiting. Okay, this exploit got patched. Let's move on to this one. Boom. We got your iPhone again. So, this is a very dangerous thing. <laughs> I think the really the only way to, to uh, protect yourself against this is just to be very careful around your text messages 
And as soon as you see an update, try to get that update to your phone. And if your phone can't take that update, probably consider getting to another phone if you can. If you have a really old Android that's sitting on very old firmware, you just might have to save up and get a, a newer, cheaper Android device. But the thing is, you've got to be very careful. Also, be careful what you store on your phone. Because this day and age, with everything being so interconnected with each other, you may say, oh, it's safe on my phone. But if one of these exploits get on there, for how long will it stay on your phone? We don't know. So is there any questions you have, Omar? Or Ahmed? Sorry. No, no, I just wanna, I just have a comment about this is this is one of the things that has been discussed a lot about Pegasus is that we refer to it as malware, even though it doesn't really fit the bill because this is a government sanctioned program and it's a it's a, it's a legitimate program, right? Yeah. That is being marketed. And it's being marketed to to or to re regimes that are known to be oppressive. Yeah. Um, now, now whether you're for or against selling it to oppressive regimes, but just the fact that there is a there is something out there and just that dangerous. Just because I can manufacture nuclear weapons, it doesn't mean I should do it. it doesn't mean mm -hmm. I'm able to do it. It doesn't mean I have the government is allowing me to do it. So this is this is regulation that is needed. Yet you got other states or other countries that are, you know, they're spending a lot of money on research and they're actually subsidizing that type of research, you know, yeah. and without any care which hands that type of program falls in the hands of. Um, so that's kind of, you know, because before when you refer to malware, you refer to a program that, you know, that got on your on your computer and, you know, some small group somewhere did it to bother you or cause DOS attacks or to steal mm -hmm. your information or put a backdoor or whatever. Um, but it's kind of like this one is, is not one of those. It's just a program yeah. that big companies buy or, or, you know, has big customers. Yeah. Now, the way... Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, I was, I was done with that. I was going to say, this is more, the way I would class this is more like a, a vulnerability that's being exploited more than malware itself because what malware usually does is alter the the right. device the way right. it normally functions but the way this right. is it's exploiting vulnerabilities in the software to yeah. bypass security so that's not really what malware does it's more yeah. vulnerability being exploited right um which you know it's a good segue to our next our next uh topic here which is master faces and also it's another israeli company that uh, that is is doing this this research and they found the they have this they created this algorithm that that can bypass over 40 percent of facial facial recognition and authentication facial id authentication systems um, and the, 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 the developed what is called a, a neural network that's capable of, uh, op, uh generating master faces. 
These are just like facial images that are each capable of impersonating multiple IDs. So with one of those faces, I can unlock multiple devices. Um, they're saying that using only nine faces of the faces that are generated by the algorithm, they're able to unlock 40 to 60% of the population. That's with nine generated faces. Now, the, the way it works is it, 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 there is an algorithm um, that, you know, it, it's, a, it's a paper that, that, that was written. And the way, that, the way it works is they collect the facial recognition data, and then mm -hmm. it goes into an, an optimizer alg algorithm. The optimizer algorithm goes and creates another face with that, with that data using, uh, using uh, uh, there's three different uh, uh, companies that work with the facial recognition, which is uh, D-Lib, FaceNet, and SphereFace. Um, and then what happens is it'll go through face, a face generator, and then it will create a log through a function, a face descriptor. Then it will take that face descriptor, a function of that face descriptor, and a function of another face, and generate another algorithm, put it in the optimizer, and then generate another face. Keep doing this in what's called a, a, a neural network. What, what a neural network uh, is, is it's, it's a computing system with interconnected nodes that work like the, the, imagine like the neurons in your brain. And these nodes are like those neurons in your brain. And that, that, that imagine like that algorithm going into a layer of neurons that's called, I call that an input. And I have the output on the outside. In the middle, there is a hidden layer between the input and the output layer. And that hidden layer is a continuous inflow of the logs and, and the data that's coming in. So it's artificial intelligence where it's teaching itself. And this is the, the next step of artificial intelligence is, is how can I take those logs to teach myself? How can I be better? Okay. And it came to the point where now with only nine master faces, literally master keys they can unlock 40 to 60 percent of the population now they can convert those into data and unlock any device and now that takes us to the ne next ethical point i didn't put any malware on your device i just have figured out the ability to how to unlock the device does that make me the bad guy <laughs> i would still say yes because you're breaking into the device so <laughs> You're gaining unauthorized access. Right. Um, and, you know, this is, it's, it's just the, the evolution of, of technology, right? Yeah. Uh, initially, you know, when the internet was first invented, there was just like two computers connected to one another with a hard wire. You didn't need a username. You didn't need a password. All you need to know yeah. is the name of the other computer was. Yep. And it, where it the files were stored. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like, what passwords were came after that okay so now we we all get online we all now it's not just two computers it's millions of computers on millions of networks and we all need yeah. to get somewhere and get something so now i need to access my email i need to access my banking information etc user id alone is not enough i need a user id and a secret way to get in which is password well back when things were simpler passwords were okay but historically they have been bad for many yeah. reasons, we as human beings, we have lousy memory, right? We, mm -hmm. we can't remember anything. Um, and there, there is a recent report that 
looked at over 1.4 billion stolen passwords and they found that most of them were something simple like one 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 or one two three four five six or i love you or password or whatever or q w e r t y exactly or password with a zero right yeah <laughs> that's very smart right <laughs> um the second thing is we as users just have too many accounts and when we have too many accounts we use the same password for the same for many accounts. Yeah. and when that happens well guess what i get in well let's say you know let's say passwords are excellent and you're doing everything that you can to protect your passwords and you know you can refer to our previous uh podcast about what you know how to choose a password um but what if somebody has access to your password doesn't matter how good it is like a data That's breach huh like a data breach like a data breach right something that you have no control over okay why would there be a data breach because just like you 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 have bad passwords so does the system admin on the other side in that website that's storing yep. your it's human error right or they could have fallen under you know a, an attack right mm -hmm. um so that's when the next thing came out which is two-factor authentication okay and thinking about two-factor authentication i honestly think there should be multiple factor authentication which which there exists in for yeah. you know high security but i think that should be the standard it should be the standard multi-factor authentication uh what so two-factor authentication it just adds another layer and as we talked about before that security is more about how many layers can i add between myself and the threat actor right mm -hmm. so what is two-factor authentication that came to the rescue well it is simply another way or two 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 different steps for you to get into a network or to get into that to get into the data that you need to gain access to it. So, for, so it has to be one of those three, two of those three things, something, you know, like a password, like a pin number, like an answer to a secret question that only, you know, the answer to like your mother's maiden name. And of course, you're not going to use your real mother's re re maiden name. Right. Yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> right. And then the second thing is something you have like uh, a token or uh, a, a smartphone, you know, an authenticator. Yeah, it's a great app, right? That's the second thing. And the third thing is something you are. And that could be like the biometrics. It could be your your, your fingerprint, fingerprint, it can be your iris, it can be your voice, all that stuff. Or even your face. Exactly. Which we talked about, it's not good because <laughs> they can bypass that. Exactly. <laughs> but now, now imagine this. With two-factor authentication, if it's something I am and something I know, and they have access, now they can bypass my face right mm -hmm. and that's something i am and now the it's something i know they were able to get my password that's why i say two-factor authentication right now is not enough you need no. a multi-factor multi yeah 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 so um i hope that that kind of you know gives a little bit of a solution to how we can protect ourselves and our digital well-being and how to stay anonymous and private online do you have anything to yeah. add Carl? um no i think that pretty much wraps it up for this week you can always look at the uh, links down in the show notes below if you want to go expand into the topics that we talked about everything we talked about will be linked below in our notes um, and this concludes this week and we hope to see you next week for another episode and goodbye if you like what was in this episode, please consider liking, subscribing, and sharing with others.
For more information, to suggest a topic, or to donate, head over to simplecyberdefense.com.